This episode is brought to you by Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Productions. Are you looking to start your own podcast? Do you have questions about how to increase your reach and your marketing and improve your branding? We've got the answer. Oh my goodness. So many people come up to us and say, how do you do it? Where'd you start? What do I do? I like your show. What are we going to do? And I said, we are doing this all the time. We can help you. So we started the company. We started a production company that was going to help uh, people do it under the umbrella of Two Fit Crazy Productions. We're excited about it. We're excited. Get on board. Have we're, your own podcast. We're fun. We're Love affordable. Let's do it. So reach out. In addition, this episode is brought to you by Conti Fit. Dot com, the best in now virtual workouts and programs, monthly subscriptions, get unlimited access to the Conti Fit Workout Library along with live classes and also weekly consultations. Finally, you'll find the Let's Face It Together fitness for your face and rehabilitation programs and manuals, online certifications, all at ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Man, we've been doing this Zoom thing since Zoom was uh, in its uh, infancy stage here. Now, now everybody's on Zoom, but really business as usual for us. We've been doing uh, health coaching se- um, sessions uh, over, uh, you know, from, from afar for a long time. So nothing new for us. Um, you know, take care of your health. Look at all aspects of your health. So we, we move well, eat well, think well, recover well, and connect well. That's the High Five. Visit our website at highfivehealthandfitness.com and find out what High Five Health and Fitness can do for you. It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Some good stuff going on Absolutely. Today, especially with uh, Carmen Oling in the house from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Carmen is dialed in. She's great. Awesome. Isn't she good? Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun speaking with her. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I always say, you know, it's always good to hear uh, the kindred spirits, the people who are in line with our methods and the things that we're doing. And, and, and you know, because it's very comforting to know mm-hmm. that not only that, you know, this stuff works. Uh, you know, but that it works and we're on the right track with how we uh, work with our clients. Uh, you know, Carmen is uh, is amazing. This is really good I like conversation. Her. I wish she lived closer. She'd be she'd be a good friend. BFF. Seriously, she'd be, she'd be involved. <laughs> she'd be involved somehow. She'd be involved. Uh, but great conversation, great story. You know, we love the story. Uh, Carmen has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, kindred spirits from a corporate background. Uh, you know, onto into the uh, you know the health coaching and life coaching and uh, what did she refer to it as? What? What spiritual? She doesn't like the life coaching. Oh. Empowerment coaching. Empowerment Brian. coaching. Come on. Empowerment coaching. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what it is. You know, it's it's live living your best life. She's gonna give you like legit takeaways from this podcast today. So I'm super excited for for you all to hear this because she's a real deal. She's walking the walk, and I say that to her on the show that you know this isn't someone who is just like oh I think I no she. She's been through it. She's got the background. She's got the background in business. She's had some major kind of, I like to say, gifts given to her that she may or may not wanted in life. And the way she reacted to them makes her who she is. And now she's ready to share all that she's learned with other people and empower everybody else. Um, And that's it. You have a gift. You can't just hold on to it. You got to share it. It's like you get a new car. Like, what do you want to do? You want to show it off? You want to get your friends in there and drive around and make them happy too? 
that's her. Um, and I think that that's in line with, you know, people that live happy, fulfilled lives understand that. And it's not about, you know, yeah, money's important to pay your bills, but this is so much bigger. And that's what we love. We love Carmen gets it. You guys are going to love this one. So uh, listen up. Let's go. Here we go. We got Carmen Oling, the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Enjoy. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And a microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at today? Tell me. Colorado. Colorado. We got the Carmen Oling back with us today. Carmen, how are you? Oh, I'm having a fabulous day. How can I not with your guys' energy? <laughs> Someone left a message on my voicemail the other day. Actually, you know what? Who called me? Sergeant Ken. Uh, Do you know him, Carmen? Mm-mm. Okay. He's he's like a big deal in like the fitness world, whatever. Anyway, he calls me and he left a message and he was like, wow, I think I have it. I should actually play it. He's like, that was, wow, that was a lot, a lot to handle on that message, Christine. I'm like, her, her no. incoming message is like, it's like you run through a wall when you die. It's like, this is Christine. Even Sergeant Ken is impressed. Oh, it was so funny. He was like, oh. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes. It's great. We could all use more energy. So it's infectious. I love it. I'm happy to be here. See, that's it. So Carmen, for all of our listeners, um, actually was on the show because she briefly, briefly, it was like a fleeting. We got the short form. We did. And Carmen was so awesome and so cool. And we, we loved kind of a little bit of her backstory. Um, and the reason she was on the show, she actually was picked to speak at the Women in Fitness Association Accelerate Conference. And and you had, wait, I wrote it down, authenticity through congruency. And we were like, what? <laughs> That's what but you, but you went through and explained it and you shared some of your story. And we were like, wow, you are really awesome. We've got to have you come on the show and talk about kind of you and, you know, not just one speaking event, but really what encapsulates you, who are you and, and why, why are you a name that's out there? So that's, I think, pretty important. Right, Brian? I, yes. <laughs> no pressure, Carmen. Talk about you. No. Well, thank you. I received that. I, lo- I love compliments. So talk to us. So you're in Colorado right now. I'm in Colorado. I live in Colorado Springs, which is about an hour south of Denver. Um, my ski? husband and I lived here, Do you uh, ski? moved here. What's that? Do you ski? No, we don't. Everybody <gasps> asks that. So I grew up, my parents had snowmobiles. And Ooh. so I grew up snowmobiling. I actually got my snowmobile license, which is actually a thing when I was like 12 or 13. I can't recall, but because you have to have a driver's license to drive a snowmobile. So I we, I always snowmobiled. I've never actually skied before. So much cooler Something than on skiing. The list. We got boater's licenses at 
12. So that's kind of, I feel really? like that's kind of the, you know, you could drive the boat. At. Yeah, but like why ski when you can snowmobile? That is cool. I've, you know? I went snowmobiling when I was in Colorado once and it was freaking amazing. Amazing. It's so much fun. You can do, I, I really had to push myself out of my comfort zone. At first, I would only drive straight, but like you can really get in the thick of it and go on like the side hills and it's really exhilarating actually. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I'm, so, I'm a big fan random of Random snowmobile side note. Okay. So yeah, my husband and I moved here in December 2018. So our kids are older. They're they're 18 and 23. And we just decided like, you know what? We're going to do something new. So we actually, we sold our house that we lived in for 15 years. And we sold all of our shit. And we hopped in one U-Haul. And we drove here. I had never actually seen the condo that we live in before, before I came here, which is a far cry of where I used to be, you know, trying to control everything. And we love it so far. We're, we're going to stay for another year and then see where life takes us. That's, that's spontaneous living. How, where did you come? Where'd you move from? We're so jealous. <laughs> yeah, we moved from Oregon. So we lived in Oregon about a couple hours south of Portland. Most people know where Portland, Oregon is. Right. So we lived in a, in a small town. Um, the name of it is Albany. It's by, um, by Oregon State University. All right. Yeah. So, so I pretty much lived there my entire life. And so this was the, like, I am ready to do new things, do big things, experience more, you know, see where this life can take me. So we're on this journey to do that. And the transition was smooth. I mean, it's nothing like, you know, they, do you miss something or do you, you know, do you have everything you need? Do you kind of feel like you made the right choice, wrong choice? So selling all the things and getting rid of stuff, the best thing ever. Okay. So simplifying, getting rid of things, having your environment where there's just not a lot of shit just hanging around is kind of like a metaphor for not having a lot of shit just like hanging around in, in your life, in your mind um, as well. And, and that's been huge. A lot of our family and friends are in Oregon. So I'm like the 39-year-old that goes around to people. And they're like, hi, I'm Carmen. Let's be friends. Let's <laughs> chat. And then if they only want to talk about the weather, I'm like, mm, just kidding. I, I take it back. I don't, want to, I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it's because I'm really into, like, you know, deep conversations. Like, I, I want to know what, what you're about, what makes you tick, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're into. How can I support you in that? Because that's really what my work is about right now is really guiding. I work with female business owners and business leaders to get rid of their never-ending to-do list, focus on what matters most to them, build some sustainable health rituals, which is so important. And I like to say so they can become obsessed with their own life. And that's really stemmed from because what I've done in my own life. All right, let's let's start there. Let's start there. Let's. First of all, what I this is what I love. We love to peel back the onion here because, okay, number one, let's go back. You've got older kids, so you had kids when you were younger, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you get did you get married when you were younger too? Um, no. So technically, Joel and I are not married. We're just in it for the we're in it for the long haul. Nice. So it's easier to it's easier to say husband because people get it, but right. it's just well, then you don't have to dude. explain. It's yeah, it's your business, and if that's what works for you, then it works for you, and it's no one else's damn business. How about that? I like it. Yeah, he's my dude, <laughs> and I'm his lady. So we roll that's with right. it. Um. All right. So not everybody. I'm just throwing this out here for our listeners. Not everyone has the, I guess the oomph and the you know fearlessness to pick up and move or 
or that magnitude of change that you did? How did you get from, hey, you know what? This is a comfy life to we're going to throw everything in a, in a U-Haul and sell the things. I love that. The things. Get rid of those things. How, how did you yeah. get to that? And to, to be honest, I, I didn't always have that either. So I spent a 16-year uh, career with J.P. Morgan, and I was really successful. So I did the 9 to – well, it wasn't actually 9 to 5, but I would wear the black suit every day and go to my corporate job and lead my teams. Before um, I left, I was running the number two revenue producing profit center in the state of Oregon. And on the outside, you know, everything looked really great. So I had the career. I had all the achievements. We had the two kids, the dog, the house, no debt. We took vacations, volunteered, got awards, did all the things. Um, And on the outside, it looked really awesome. I was always the one stepping up, helping other people. You know, that's, I, I know that's what I'm called to do is to help serve people. Um, just maybe not in the way that I, I thought I was supposed to serve them because that's what I was doing every day was showing up based on the expectations of somebody else. And it really came to a head one morning when I was sitting in my car and I was at work um, in front of my office about an hour early because I worked about an hour and a half away from home. And so I needed to leave early in order to beat the traffic or I'd be stuck in traffic. And I'd rather sit in my car and plan my plan my day, you know, because I like to control everything and plan my team and what I'm going to talk to them about versus sitting in traffic doing that. So I'm sitting there and then there's this like water on my face and like, what, what the hell is this? And I'm like, oh, I'm crying. And so I say it like that because, you know, I, I didn't really allow myself to feel I didn't I didn't cry very often. Everything was just pushed down by another level of busyness. And what I mean by that, it was like setting a new goal, working to achieve that goal, never celebrating the success, doing the next thing, doing the next thing, and always being in a constant state of doing. And so being with myself was really weird. And so I'm crying, something's wrong. And so I pull myself together, leave my team for the day, go home at night. You know, I, I, I tell Joel, my husband or my dude, let's call him my dude, I guess now that that, that cat's out of the bag. Um, but tell him like what happened and, and he goes, what's wrong? And, and that was the moment that I just looked at him and I said, I have no idea. And so that was the moment that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to figure this out. And so I went through a variety of things, like maybe this isn't the career for me. What do I want? And um, what it came down to was I had no idea who I was as a woman, as a human, what was important to me. Because the whole time I grew up, I always had this idea that in order to be loved or in order to be enough, in order to be successful, that I had to do or be something or achieve something in order to get there. And so I was always putting on these black suits and doing all these shoulds, but then like pushing down who I really was. So I dug into who I was and I went back to an old dream that I have. I had it. Um, and I always wanted to be an, uh, a nutritionist. But the story I always told myself was uh, when the kids were growing up, I needed this career because I was I was really good at it and I was successful and it provided our family with, you know, the money that we needed and the things that we thought that we needed or I thought we needed. Um, and I just couldn't do it. And so I started digging into that a little bit more and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go for this. I can get a certification and I'm going to try it out. So I gave my notice, which any type A person would do. I gave a month's notice 
I thought my boss was going to shit his pants. He's like, what is happening? Like you do so much because not only did I lead my team, but I also like was on a team to help hire and like mentor like my peers and other sales staff. Like I was like the, one of the go-to ladies, you know? So I give my month's notice and then I think like, well, I need to, I should probably like test this out. Like, am I going to be good at this? So I go to a city that had some, a, a local gym um, and they have about like five locations and I get up the nerve, which I have no idea to this day how I did this, but I'm so happy that I did. You know, God, someone was looking out for me, get up the nerve to walk into the corporate office and ask who runs the nutrition department, introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Carmen Olin. I'd like to, you know, run your nutrition at one of your clubs. And normally someone would probably say, who the hell are you? But they go, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's do an interview. So I got the interview and got the job and I worked there for about six months. And, oh, let me tell you, like, this was it. Like I was freaking good at this, but what I was not good at was delivering their nutrition program because it was the same thing for everybody. Mm. And you and I both know bio-individuality, same thing for everybody doesn't work, but the test was good. You know, the test was good that I was good at connecting with people, helping people create change in their life. And underneath all of that, besides like losing weight or being healthier was really truly like what I help people do is finding that confidence and believing in them fucking themselves because they like we lose that somehow so I was like I've got this so I leave there and I um, do my own nutrition practice so I've been doing that for the last six years so I am a holistic nutritionist helping people get healthy but really underneath it all like I used to always say I had a secret goal for everyone I would write it down like okay build confidence so they can xyz you know and then at the end of working together I'd be like so this is you know you lost the weight and you got healthy and you have all these healthy routines but guess what else is better this is what you did um, and they'd be so proud of themselves so I've, I've been doing that, but um, like anything, I've learned to like transition and I am now doing more of empowerment coaching, which most people call that life coaching, but I just, I don't really love that word. I want people to feel empowered and confident to make the choices and be who they are. And so, like I said, I work with women to help them just become obsessed with their own lives. And I take that um, to stages across the United States. I do my own women's empowerment event called the Permission Slip Tour. And I'm in. Hey, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Closest to you is going to be Virginia. And um, hopefully cr- cross your fingers in September. Um, and that's where I'm at today. So I'm going to pause for a moment. That was a lot of info. No, it's perfect. That was info. awesome. And you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a jerk, but I'm gonna be awesome for a second. Like this. The fact that you are someone that all right, you're you're saying like, oh, you know, I have this business, I help women. When you said, you know, I help female business owners, entrepreneurs, that what is fan freaking tastic about you is that you back that up with, well, I was at 16 years at JP Morgan and here's what I did. And I organized this and I blah, blah, blah. You walk the walk, Carmen. It's not like, well, I decided I was just going to do this. And then I did. Well, I was, by the way, I was your um, enemy over at uh, Morgan Stanley when you were at JP Morgan for a little bit, Um, but that's okay. It's fine. Um, So, but that's what it is. You have that. Yes. You're type A, you have that mindset, but you have the business savvy to back up 
the, okay, I understand you need to be empowered. I understand X, Y, and Z. I understand the nutrition. We're not all this packaged good. You have to, you know, like you said, bio-individuality. But here you go. The, we are, you know, as much as we want to believe in, I want to help people and I want to help your nutrition and I want to help your fitness, unless you have that business savvy and that connection, you're not going anywhere. You're a wonderful person, but you're standing by yourself because you don't know how to put it into action. And that is, I just want to say that to all of our listeners out there that, you know, if you're looking for, you know, who do I go to? I need some help with X, Y, and Z. Go to someone with the experience who's been through it. Don't get, don't go hire an Ironman coach who's never done an Ironman. There you go. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the other thing that I think about that, that I talk to all, all my ladies about is like, don't go super high though. Like go find a mentor or a guide that's like a few steps above you. That's been there that like what you said, walks the walk because some people think now like, Oh, I need to join this, you know, like $30,000 mastermind, or I need to do this really expensive coaching program. But you know what? You might not be ready for that. That might, it might not be your time. And this is something that I've learned over my six years of like transforming from, being not as confident and fearful and like taking these little steps, you know, like going into that, that gym corporate office and saying that I wanted the job and building confidence and collecting evidence that I am a badass and I can do it. And I meant to do this is, is like, take your steps because where you are is perfect. And that's where you're meant to be. And so often we're like, we're like waiting for that next thing. Once I lose the weight, once I achieve this thing, once I start the business, once I do this, but because we're waiting, it like paralyzes us in fear. And if we go too far ahead, we're not going to be able to get what we need. And it's okay to take just the next smallest step, the next right action. That's what you need to focus on. Um, I think all too often people jump, jump the gun, you know, and so they don't get as much out of what they're looking for. And then again, then it build, it doesn't build confidence or empowerment. Then it's like, oh, see, I knew I couldn't do it. Like going back to those old stories that we've, we've always told ourselves that really hold us back. It, it, not only is it okay to take the small steps, it's, it's the way to do it. You know, it's not going to happen. But like you said, it's just too intimidating. You know, I'm going to try for this, you know, the top of the mountain right away. You know, it just, it, it, it's, it's a defeatist mentality. It's, um, you know, there, there's no growth in it. Um, you know, there's no, there's no elevator with this stuff. You say that all the time though, Brian. Yeah. You're always like, Christine, down here, balloon, balloon. <laughs> I'm the balloon that's floating away. And he's like, get back down here. And I think that's something, it takes people a long time to realize, people always told me, but I wasn't ready to hear it, that it's okay that tomorrow you don't have to win the Olympics or take a million dollars or this. It's, where are you now? Take those little what's steps. The, what's the next thing that right. you can do to create health in any manner? And it's today. You know? And I, you know, we didn't get to, we didn't get to almost 200 episodes of a podcast by saying, we've got to get to 200 episodes. As soon as we started, we were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be slow building. And, uh, you know, and it's funny because when people tell me like, no, you should be doing this, 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 it makes me anxious now. And I'm like, (gasps) I, and mm-hmm. I think that a lot of that is what comes from those big mastermind, right. you know, things. It's like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm nowhere right now. Right. I, you know, I haven't done a thing and I'm supposed to be doing all this other stuff. You've got so much potential. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I always use the ladder, like a rung of a ladder. Like you're on this rung right now, you know, and you can't get to the top without getting to the next one. And, and, and uh, maybe falling off a couple times. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've all done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and I like what you said, and I don't want to downplay having big dreams because I, I, be, I think that we should all have really big dreams, but then go back to kind of like reverse engineer it into like, what are the small intentional daily actions that are focused that I can take every day that'll get me there? Because if we're just holding on to that, that big outcome, you know, we're not going to find the joy in the moment and be able to be present. And so I, I've joined masterminds and coaching groups and, you know, I've done all the things, but if someone's just starting on their journey, what I would say is like, pick up a book, pick up a book that seems like it's going to inspire you and put you into action. And that's the key. So don't just read the book and then put it back on the shelf, read the book, get a takeaway and then put it into action into your life. Get the next book or listen to a podcast like yours, listen to a podcast but don't just listen, get a takeaway, put it into action in your life. And after you do those kind of individual things, then it's like, mm, maybe I'm ready to like get out and find like a meeting of like-minded people in my community or go to an event. You know, I forced myself to go to an event in California, you know, with 400 women that were amazing all by myself with the goal of like making two to three new brand new connections. And I would have never done that before. And so pushing yourself by taking those small steps, read the books, listen to the podcast, go to the events, do the things. But the thing is to stay in action, to keep staying in action, but without constantly comparison. I, I like how you said, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you need to do this thing or you need to do this thing. You need to do this thing. And it just creates so much anxiety within yourself. Well, oftentimes we're the ones creating that anxiety within ourselves because of our constant companion. Do you guys, do you guys know what I'm talking about? constant companion yeah your cell yeah, phone you, uh, right yes <laughs> that's right so that your is cell fun. phone is like attached at your hip and no matter what like we i can guarantee you that all of us do this at some point like i even do this and i have to check myself on it you know you get on the news feed on your instagram and then you start like down this rabbit hole and looking what is the workout someone else is doing? What are they doing with their business? How are they doing their marketing? What is going on here? And like subconsciously, you're judging yourself based on what you're seeing. And so how can you step away and stop consuming so much and just like be with yourself and know like that is enough and what you're bringing to this world is enough and give yourself the permission to like be in your own greatness because I know for myself, when I started on this journey, I was consuming, which consuming, 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 consuming. And then I would put things out and I was like, wait a second, that's not my voice, you know? And so sometimes it's okay to separate yourself and to be like, okay, now I've learned how am I going to take action and what is really important? How do I want to speak? And when you start speaking authentically, the people will come. But if you do things based on what you think you're supposed to do or how someone else is doing it, like you're just going to be white knuckling it every day. That's right. Compare and despair hold hands, right? We can, uh, we can look at that and feel pretty inadequate or feel like we're doing the wrong thing just by what we're consuming, you know, and, and, and you know, the thing that I, you just nailed it. It's like a chameleon, you know, it's like, I should be doing this. This person's successful. I'm not. And then it's not, it's not original anymore. It's just not, it's not authentic. You know how many times I yell yeah. at people and I'm like, you know, Christine, I want to look like you or I want to be like this person. or And I'm like, really? And then I'm like, <laughs> step into my world. I'm going to slap you around because compare <laughs> equals despair. And you don't want to be me for one second. It's a chaos in here. And in addition, you know, 
who wants to be somebody else? Like you've got to own, own your crazy is what I say. That's my superpower. Own your Someone did something the other day and it was like, write the three top things that you're, that describe you. And I think crazy was the first one. And I was like, mm, I wonder if that's a positive for people. I'm like, but I what were the it. other two? I don't know. Oh, it was like, you know, like, like determination or something like persistence, determination, and then like, you know, empathy or something like that. But she's, I was like, crazy was the first one that pops up. Always, you know, it's like, she's persistently crazy. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And crazily persistent. Oh my gosh. Determined to be persistently crazy. <laughs> All yeah, right. I like to say stay stay weird. Like I just like to stay weird, you know? Staying weird means like do whatever you whatever the fuck you want to do. Like right. go for it. Well there's not there's you not know? a whole lot of staying weird and doing whatever the fuck you want to do in the black suit, right? So getting no. you know and, and and You did the right you did what you were supposed to do. I did the same the, thing. The playbook, right? Right. And whether it's a black suit or a black suit or a hard kids. hat, you know, and you're the provider and you're you know, you're you're going by the playbook and you know, like you said, everything on the outside looks really, really good. I mean, I, we always talk I I've had three okay, I made it jobs. I call them I made it jobs. I had three of them where I was like, I made it. I can do this and I'll just do this and for the next 40 years and I've made it. Uh, I've also <laughs> don't have any of those jobs anymore, you know, because they were not, they, they, I wasn't helping people. I wasn't doing the very things that, that you mentioned. And, and um, you know, so it's, it's just like finding your own pace and your own speed and kind of getting away from that outside influence of what we're supposed to be doing, where we need to be, you know, and, and, and being authentic and, and being, you know, doing what you love, I think is, is, is major. Um, you know, and here you are helping people, uh, you know, no coincidence. All right, Carmen, here we go. So last time we spoke and you can speak about this as much or as little as you want, but I know that you mentioned that you went through some health stuff that really opened up your eyes. Will you just talk or mention anything about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That That's a big part of my story that I had a lot of, I would probably use the word like shame around for a long time. So when I was 25, um, one of my first friends from high school passed away. We went to the funeral and, you know, my dude and I, we, we fell asleep on the couch, which we don't normally take naps afterwards. And I woke up and half of my, the side of my face was, um, or I had a really bad headache. So I have this really bad headache and I'm not one to get like migraines or anything like that. It was where like you're nauseous and like your vision's impacted. And so um, I was able to like fall back asleep. And then when I woke up from that nap, then half of my face was numb, which I thought was really weird. But I thought, okay, I never get these headaches or migraines as, as I as I knew it to be. And I was like, this is just so weird. So, but I'm also the one that like doesn't go to the doctor until like, you know, your arm's falling off or whatever, like you're dying. And so, um, I went a few days and the rest of my head got numb. And so I thought, okay, now this is like kind of freaking me out. And what was freaking me out the most was like brushing my hair when your head's numb. That was so weird. Um, uh, anyway, so I go to the emergency room cause I'm, I have a history of my family of having brain aneurysms. So my grandmother died before I was born of a brain aneurysm. So that was in the back of my head. So I'm like, I better go. So I go, I get a CT scan and they send me home with some medication and just, you know, like any doctor would do say, Oh, it's just a migraine. Here's a medication bandaid fix, you know, go see your doctor. So it got progressively worse. And so I went to just my regular general practitioner and I told him everything and he's like no BS approach to anything. So he goes, okay, good. I'm going to give you this referral to this neurologist because I think you might have MS. And at that point I was like, what, what? 
I, I, I didn't really actually know what that was. Um, I knew that it, I didn't want to have it. Like it was a debilitating disease because something that I always did was volunteer in the community. We always did the MS walks, you know, the kids and I, and my family would go and, and support other people. So I go through a variety of testing, including like a, a lumbar puncture, which you might know as a spinal tap, like mm-hmm. in the doctor's office was like the craziest in thing that I've ever gone through. And so I come and I, I have MS. And so for a year, I do whatever the doctors tell me to do, which include taking a medication that I have to inject myself with um, three times a week. And the side effects are supposed to go away. But the side effects for me, it kind of made me feel like I had the flu three times a week. But for me, I still had to function. And so I found a way to function and to, to do these shots that let you know, bruises all over my body. And sometimes I just couldn't even do it. And let me tell you, like the shot wasn't even intramuscular, which means like you have to put it in the muscle. It was subcutaneous just into the skin. And I had an auto injector. So you push a button and then it's done. And I had so much resistance against this that I would sit there sometimes and cry. And, you know, Joel, my dude would have to do it for me. So I committed to myself to doing that for a year. And then I thought, screw this. Like three times a week, I feel like dog shit and I am in my head. And what I know now, I was very depressed, but I was hiding it from from everyone. I didn't want anybody to know that I had this thing because then they would think less of me. Then I would get passed up for promotions. People would feel sorry for me. They would think that I couldn't do all the things that I could do. You know, I'm like the the lady that's carrying like the 12 shopping bags because I only want to take one trip and someone offers to help and you say no and you open the door for yourself, you know, like that kind of person. <laughs> and so I know nothing about I that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I allow people to help me now. It's really wonderful. Um, anyways. And so I hid it for so long and I took the medication for a year and I thought there has to be a different way. So I started just slowly going back to um, eating healthier and working out. Granted, at that point, it wasn't as healthy as I am today. But what I know now is that that MS diagnosis was directly related to all of the stress and the pressure to prove and the burnout and all the shoulds and all the comparison that I was doing every day at work. Because like like I was telling you, like that was my whole identity. That was how I was that was how I was known that black suit, like all of my accomplishments were wrapped up in that. And so when I left that career, like I had no idea who I was and I really had to focus and and figure that out. And the MS was brought on primarily from all of that stress. I truly believe that. Now everybody's MS is different. I want to put that out there. They don't actually know what causes it. And I remember when the nurse came to show me how to do the shots, this was her sales pitch. Are you ready for this? They don't know how it works, but it's been proven to slow the progression of the disease in 48% of people. Like, what? What? (laughs) Like, is that your sales? (laughs) That sucks. Let me coach you on that really quick because I can can turn this shit around for you if you want to, like, increase your sales. Like, that was horrible. And I just remember that. Like, I remember that. So, um what I start, what I do now with myself is I know that like, these are my four things that I, I coach to. And I like to talk about the first one is protecting your energy. And what I mean by that, it's not only your physical energy, but your spiritual energy. And that means doing things like setting boundaries, saying no, 
making decisions based on what's important to you, not what society says or other people think. The second thing is nourishing your body. So because I have um, a disease that I need to control inflammation in my body, I eat gluten, dairy, soy-free, refined sugar-free. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I drink a lot, a lot of water. Um, and that's what I choose and what works for me. And I eat real food and I cook it at home and I make delicious meals. I practice daily movement. So I move my body every day. And then the last one and maybe the most important one and the one that is the hardest for the ambitious women that I work with is you got to slow the fuck down every day. You have to slow down and you have to check in with yourself because you're not going to be able to do what you want to do, what's important to you in your life if you're not self-aware. Because if you're not self-aware, then you can't take responsibility for what you're doing and you can't discover new things. I don't like to use the word change where it's not about changing who we are. It's about uncovering all those old layers of shitty stories. And so we can discover something new and like magical and amazing that's already there inside us about ourselves. So those are the four things that I do now. And I'm happy to report that I haven't had any um, MS exacerbations. And I want to say like everyone's MS is different. Like I said, this is what works for me. Um, but it works if you don't have uh, an autoimmune <laughs> condition as well. It works for freaking everybody. I, yeah. It, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, I love slow the fuck down every day. I, I love an it. acronym for that. Yeah. I, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just such good advice because we, we're all caught, you know, you're just caught up in it. I mean, that's one of the things with, with everything that's going on now is that everything is slowed down. And, you know, and there's no kids baseball practices and soccer practice and we're not running around like crazy. And it's just like everything is now in, in the house and it's it's pretty cool. I'm getting used to it. It's, it's like say. we're really getting, you know, really getting to know each other and ourselves. And, you know, it's just so much. It's just because we slowed the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Often the thing the thing that you think you need is often what's getting in the way of what you really want. And so I think now is a really good time to like, to think about that. I always tell my ladies, like, see with fresh eyes. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, you, you're, you're wearing these like glasses, you know, like take them off, see what you can discover, surrender a little bit more, see with fresh eyes and let go of like expectations on how you think something should be or someone should be, or it's going to be, and just see what you can discover. So that's, that's a big, big thing is like being in a, in a, and a sense of like discovery, discovering something new about yourself and the other people around us. I think what I'm hearing a lot too with you is you've been able to, you know, like myself, like Brian, like, you know, many people out there that have been able to shift their mindset and just see the world in a different way is that you've had these things in your life and you've seen them for what they are, which are truly gifts. That's really what this is about that. All right, you're MS and you're able to, you know, identify that feeling of crying. And, and this is not who I am. I'm, I am not this suit. I am somebody, I, I have feelings. I, you know, there's something bigger out there and you went for it as scary as that might have been, you know, for you, for your family, for your kids. And I think that's, that's a huge message, you know, whether, you know, even getting sick, um, again, I, absolutely empathize with you because I, I did the same thing, but for, you know, for arthritis and the shots and the, 
you know, they're forms of chemo. Every, all those shots are just, you know, poison mm-hmm. putting in your body. I use, I, I passed out a Dunkin' Donuts af, at some point and it's funny, but not. And I hit my face on the counter, like, and fell on the ground. And I woke up like, where am I? What's going on? What? Because of effects of some of these drugs. And yes, Western medicine's great, but hey, let's take some steps to clean up our nutrition, clean up our, you know, our fitness. Are you getting, you know, are you really taking things in for your mind, for your, is it your, your energy, your, like you said, physically, spiritually, what are you doing for you? Because you can't do anything for anyone else without yourself. And that's a, just such a powerful thing that you, I mean, you have that as a gift to relate to so many other people. Like I relate to that. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that story about the Dunkin' Donuts. So, oh, it was great. One thing it was to, to take away from that, though, <laughs> like people might hear that and be like, oh my gosh, how horrible, scary, that sort of thing. But th- there's two ways to look about look at life and the things that happen to us. Because here's the thing, like it's it's all about practicing and practices and learning. And we're all going to get like shit sandwiches sometimes. It's just going to happen. But it's what you do with it that matters. So I like to say like everything in life is a lesson and it's a gift and you have two choices. One is to sit in victim mode, like, woe is me. I have this MS diagnosis, you know, oh, tomorrow I might not be able to walk, talk or see, I have to take this medication, do this and sit in that story. Or you can use these so-called challenges, problems, situations, and you can use them to empower yourself. And then a step further from that is to empower others. And that's basically what you just said. And so like your story about Dunkin' Donuts, like by sharing that, like that's freaking scary. Great. Like how did you use that to empower yourself and empower others? And like what you're doing right now is exactly that, being able to be healthy. Because you know what? The answer when you have a medical condition is not always taking a medication. Most things can be controlled through lifestyle. And so like I used to, when I first started my nutrition practice, I got a lot of referrals from doctors for people that were just diagnosed with type two diabetes. You know what I'd always tell them? Congratulations. They're like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm like, you can get rid of this. Yeah, We can get rid of this and you can become healthy and confident and feel the best that you've ever felt in your entire life. And this is your sign. This is your sign from universe, God, spirit, whatever you believe in. Like that you need to wake the fuck up and we need to do something about this because it's about like doing something. Do you want to do something now or do you want to die? Like, what do you want to do? Let's live, you know, let's live for today. Let's make the next part of your life the best part of your life. And I'm going to show you how. And that's how you can take those gifts that you're given and turn them into something freaking amazing. And maybe it's only for yourself. Maybe you just empower yourself. But if you take it that step further, because I truly believe that all of us have like this gift inside of us that we're meant to serve other people. It could just be one person or it could be like thousands of people. Like we all have that inside of us. And so if we all start looking at our challenges as gifts and what we're learning from them, and then like really diving into that because everything I talk about is a practice. Like not every day is sunshine and rainbows for me, but you know what? I have so many tools and resources that I can use now that I didn't have 10, 15 years ago that can change my state like in an instant that I can move from being in fear or anxiety or overwhelm, move back into calm and peace. I love the word like freedom. 
or telling myself I'm complete and move from that overwhelmed state and back into a good state. And so it's all about like practices and we all have it available to us at any time. Practice, practice, practice. So give, give our listeners a, give our listeners a little tease. So they're anxious. They're, you know, going through a lot. What would be some of the things that you might say initially? Yeah. So like they're just in an anxious moment. So maybe they had a really good start to the day and then they're, they've watched the news or they're letting things over overwhelm them. What I like to do is just say like, okay, tap into your senses. So if you're sitting on a chair right now, what they can, what you can do is just notice like your sits bones, like your, you know, like your butt bones, you know, like notice how you're sitting kind of adjust in your chair. We're bouncing now. <laughs> okay. And then notice, like, are you sitting to one side or more and, and really try to even that out? And now you're in your body. So you're tapping into that sense of feeling. And then you just take a, a really deep breath through your nose. And most of us breathe in our, in our chest. So in our upper chest. So what I want you to do is feel not only your chest, but like your belly. And then push the air out forcefully through your mouth. And so now, again, you're in your body because the goal is to get out of our crazy mind that is either projecting into the future, making us full of anxiety and overwhelm, or thinking about the past, keeping us stuck, keeping us fearful, keeping us sad. So now we're in our body. And then I just like to look up. I always tell myself, Carmen, look up. And then right now, a great question you can ask yourself is, what is this making possible? What is this moment right now making possible? Because a lot of us are stuck in the story of like, oh, this is different. I have to do this at home. Like, I can't do the things that I normally do. But what is normal? Like, we are here for a reason. And right now is the moment. And so if people can just get out of their head and into their body, get into a state of gratitude, that's what that question will will lead you to. Like, what is this making possible? You know, maybe right now it's building stronger relationships with family or friends or really understanding a little bit more about our own selves and connecting with ourselves more. Or maybe it's about learning something new. You know, what is this making possible? And then sitting in a state of appreciation for whatever that thing is. So the goal is get out of your mind and get into your body, utilizing your senses and shift from a state of fear and anxiety and overwhelm into a state of appreciation. And it works every time. And if you're like, BS, that doesn't work, then just freaking go outside. <laughs> True. You know, we, but it, both of those work. We think with one, we feel with the other, you know, and and, uh, and we got to get back into the body. I, I love this. This is all stuff that, you know, that, that we practice and, and, and I'm working with other people. Um, what do you what do you what do you do with the person? Now, you come you come at people from a different angle here you know something that they're definitely not used to and in, in our society that's you know abnormal or you know it's not normal and it's and it's you know not regularly accepted or it may even be a little weird what do you say to the resistant client the person who's not buying into it right away or the person who uh, maybe is so caught up in their ways that they don't um they're not feeling what you're doing yeah, I hear that. It's so funny. Right now, I um, I realized that I needed a, a personal challenge for myself. And so I was like, yeah, why don't I just invite like 100 other people to join me? So I'm doing this. Um, I called it Spring into Fat Loss Challenge. And it's so funny because 
the marketing or, or what you need to put out there in order to have people like join something that you're doing is what they think about all the time. I want to lose body fat. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I kind of get them in with that hook. And I don't want this to sound like like shady marketing or anything because it's not because yeah, you're, you are going to lose fat, but you're going to gain so much more too. And so I get them in with, with however they're going to join, like what's most important to them right now. Okay. I want, I've been hitting the pantry and I want to lose weight. Right. And so they get in with that, but then they realize, wow, there's so much more to this. You know, yeah, I'm going to give you the recipes and the meal plans and the, and the workouts, but Hey, I'm also going to do this little thing that like, is like your daily non-negotiables, which include like five minutes of journaling in the morning and in the evening. And so to answer your question, that was just an example, but to answer your question, it's like, start where they are and start small with something that they can try on because not everything's going to work for everyone, but I just, I ask them to try it on and then collect evidence that what's working for them and then save that evidence. And then if something's working, keep doing it and then let go of the things that are not working for you and try something else on. And so for my one-on-one clients that I, I use, again, I just, I give them information and tools and practices and things to incorporate into their life based on where they're at. Most people will come to me like, okay, what does your coaching include? Like, well, we'll just take you from where you're at to where you want to be. So you can become obsessed with your life. There's lots that goes into that. I, I take a holistic approach to that. Um, but it's not a one size fits all. And they're like, okay, that's like not very much information, <laughs> but it, I know that we need to start with, with health like getting their health in check. And then we work in like mindset pieces. And so it's just like this, this magical combination of like doing it all, but doing it all in a way that's not overwhelming. And that starts with where they're at. So if no one's ever really been self-aware before, I'm not going to like super dive into that. You know, we're going to do things on a, on a smaller scale. And so I love personalizing things for people because it makes the greatest change in their life, I think. I just had an idea. I've been doing a bunch of, you know, workouts or whatever that people, you know, people will say, like, I, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to do that. I am going to get very sneaky. I've got an idea. I'm going to do some, like, throw in there, like, today's workout is, and then we're not working out. It's going to be, like, me talking, and they're going <laughs> to... Well, you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes no, you really need to just sit it's people a, down and be like, great time. I'm glad that you're... Um, here we go. We're going to work out, but for the first 10 minutes going to listen to what I have to say and it's going to be eye-opening and I'm going to talk to you like mm-hmm. tough love. Um, I think that's a, such a great kind of an idea that uh, I have, I have a here. conference to, or a, you know, a zoom meeting tonight with my whole crew and, mm-hmm. and we're, and I'm going to spring it on them. It's a, it's a 60 day, you know, what are your goals? Set a goal and, and let's roll. Um, you know, it could be whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that they want it to really have. But, you know, we've got May and June in front of us. Right. Right. And we don't have much to do. I really feel like people are more inclined to do things that they're fearful of, um, you know, not out in the open. So this is great because no one's out in the open right now. You know, for the most part, we're, you know, at home and it's a good opportunity for them to, you know, focus on themselves. I got mad today at someone's comment. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So. Listen to this, Carmen. So there's, you know, you try and help people. There was, there was a bunch of different, I've heard, heard a lot of different things about people saying that, you know, they don't get as good of a workout at home or they feel like they burn more when they, you know, and it's all these things. And all I hear is wah, 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 excuse, excuse, Mm -hmm. excuse. 
is there a way, you know, when you're talking with people that you can get them over that? Is it just them tripping over themselves or what, what do you recommend for that? Because that's something very real right now. And it's, I see it as excuses and it makes me, it makes me angry. It makes Christine like Hulk angry because I'm like, mm, do not work hard enough at home. You, well, it, there's plenty of resources. What is happening right now with people tripping over themselves? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I've, I've gotten that. I've gotten that question too. Um, actually, I was just on the news on Sunday and they, they were asking me, asking me about that, that one of the ladies was like, I can't go to my orange theory class. And I'm, you know, it's just so hard. And the thing is, and, and I got caught in this too, was I was telling myself every day that this is so hard. This is different. I don't like this. And then like white knuckling and pushing through, right? Because I'm that type of person that like, I'm still going to get this shit done. Like nothing's going to stop me. But every day the thought was like, this is hard. I don't like this, like, and push through. And so I think it starts with like telling ourselves the new story and or trying something new. So I no longer have that word like hard in my vocabulary because I thought I was doing the right thing. And I, I was doing a, an affirmation every day like um, I do hard things easily. But that wasn't like getting me out of that mindset of this shit is hard and I don't like it and I don't want to do it kind of thing. So I just like let go of that and it went back to that opportunity of like, what is this making possible? Well, for me and for most people that might be um, going to like a boutique workout class or hitting weights at the gym and they don't have that, what if this is making me possible? This is making me a better athlete, more mobile because I'm doing like body weight stuff that I normally didn't do. Right? right. And it's still a good workout. And if you're not getting a good workout, then that's on you. And I would call your BS on that. Like bullshit. Like you're just not pushing yourself hard enough. So push harder, get out of your head, stop telling yourself that you don't like it and that it's too hard. And if it's something you're not enjoying at home, try something else. Let me tell you how many free workouts are out there right now. Or you could just go onto YouTube and get a, a workout of some sort, like try something different because it all goes back to that thing. Like see what you can discover about yourself. You know, what can you discover about yourself? So I've been doing, I doubled down on my meditation. I doubled down on my stretching and my foam rolling, which oftentimes, like you guys know, we a lot of people skip. Like, how great is that? <laughs> that's something that's possible for me. And I got back out my jump rope. Man, I am a jump rope machine. I think we need to start like a jump rope team and like start doing like routines and stuff. I remember that from like fifth grade. I was on Dutch. jump rope team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I wish I could do double Dutch, but granted, like social distancing. So, like, I want to start doing tricks and stuff. I'm kidding about that, but now that I'm saying that, it kind of sounds fun. But um, you might see a video of me doing that. Too. We can get t-shirts made. <laughs> we got for sure. Yeah, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> so it's again getting out of the victim mentality. Okay, here's the shit sandwich. I can't do the thing that I always want to do, but I'm gonna go dive into it and I'm gonna find what the gift is, and this is the gift. Because you know what? I'm freaking resourceful and I can do this and I'm allowing my body to move and be in different ways than it hasn't in a long time. And the end result of that is like, I'm going to be so much better because of that. I don't know. So how, that's probably what I'd say. Yeah. I'm not really sure why people think it's a good idea if you're friends with someone like you or me or Brian on Facebook or, or social mm-hmm. media to ever just complain about, I, 
I don't know what to do or I, I feel unmotivated. Like, wh- how are we friends? Like, wh- <laughs> do you, re- I'm always like, reach out. I, I know a girl. I, I know. So I just threw Carmen into my face on my Conti Fit Live workouts, by the way. <laughs> Carmen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and here's the, here's the thing about that. Most of the time when people, so I, I like that someone's actually commenting because there's so many people just looking and that like get, that's like a little bit of vulnerability that they have to put out there to say like I don't know what to do even though to you and me like that sounds like what do you mean you don't know what to do you're following me and I post free workouts all the time but that is an opportunity that we have right now to engage a little bit more and be like well what are you doing right now like have an actual conversation with them and I I think this is often missed on social media like I actually talk to people on social media like I would reach out and say something so you know how I was saying I'm doing that um, challenge for people. Cause basically I wanted to do it for myself. And so I invited a hundred of my friends to do it with me. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing that. And someone was had shared it that they signed up and people were commenting on Facebook. And, um, one woman commented, I, I normally don't take uh, workout advice or trust people that are, that are skinny because I posted, um, a picture of myself, like wearing like a bodysuit and some shorts or something. God, it wasn't like, how flashy. dare you, it was how like, dare you, Carmen? It was like, it was like from a hotel picture or whatever. I just needed like a shorts picture. And, um, and so I was like, Hmm. So I sat with that for a minute. Cause immediate reaction is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And so then I was like, no, like, so what, so she's judging me, but that's a lack of something that she sees in herself. That's what and I, I was going to say. There, so there's it's, a lot of yeah. that. It's shaming. Yeah, so it's, it's shaming yeah. because someone is insecure. So like, let me, yeah. So let me reach out to her and see how I can support her. So again, I changed my mindset from, oh my gosh, that's so stupid to like, how can I support you? So I just messaged her back and I told her like, hey, um, I, I totally feel ya. I like to say that I'm strong, not skinny. And then she messaged back and said, well, I'm just, my goal is not to lose weight. Like I guess some of her family had commented on there. And, and then I, I messaged her back and said, I 100% feel that too. I'm really into feeling confident and empowered. Have a freaking awesome day. Yeah. And so I wanted her to, I wanted to acknowledge her that I saw her and that I'm not upset that she said that. And that I don't care that she doesn't want to lose weight. That's freaking great. Like if you don't want to, I don't, that's fine. You know, or if you don't want to lose body fat, but I want you to have an awesome day and thanks for having this conversation with me, right. you know? And See, so that, that feels really right. good versus sitting in the, like, why did you make that comment space? The other thing is, is people will say, you know, judging on what you look like, right? Well, you know, Christine, you don't understand. You've never, or, you know, fill in the blank, right? See, I've got the pictures. I understand. And then it's, oh, shut up. No, of, um, of, my, of myself. Oh, I thought you were not, making not fun of me. Of no, of I got, my, the, oh, I got those okay. too. The hot. I was, I was really hot. Those too. But no, but people will say it now. Oh, well, you don't understand. And meanwhile, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm in excruciating pain from arthritis <laughs> and my autoimmune and like, you know, you're, whether you're on like a chemo medicine or something, you don't understand. And I'm like, you're right. I don't understand your exact situation but shit i'm there like i i got my own you know issues going on Mm -hmm. and it must be really hard to you know to hear that too like you know you have ms and people are like and you're like you don't want to say that to people you know you don't want to say that yet you want to be empathetic so it's a really interesting dynamic i'm sure you have to play sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah i like to have i like to do what i call just like hold space for people you know, people often tell me like, well, you don't know my story. There's, there's a lot to my story. You're right. And I just like to tell them like, 
no, I don't know your story, but I know you. And inside of you is something so freaking awesome. And you're covering it up with this story. So like you've, you've heard the, the baby elephant. I think a lot of people have heard that, but like baby elephants are tied to a stake in the ground and they can't like pull it out. But then as they, they remember that and as they get older, you know, they're this huge ass elephant. They're tied to that same stake with that same, that same rope and they don't even try to pull it out even though they could in like 2.5 seconds because of that story that they're telling themselves that I can't pull it out. That's right. And so it's like, uh, you're the baby elephant, like pull that freaking stake out of the ground. Let's get going. You know, let's move past those old stories and limiting beliefs because that does not define you and you can do this and whatever, like what we were talking about at first, like whatever next small step it is, because oftentimes people think they have to go for that big step and then they don't make it and then they get discouraged and they fall back into their story. And so take the next small step to get there, collect your evidence, build belief in yourself. Because the biggest thing that happens to people is we're not believing in ourselves. And if we could just like give a little piece of confidence and belief that we can do it, like anything, whatever the thing is. Like that's how we're going to find more joy, more happiness, more growth and discover that, that magic thing that we have inside of us. You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. That's I'm so good. glad we had you back today. World needs to hear more Carmen. I think that's for sure. Carmen, do oh, us a well, favor. Thank you for that. Tell our listeners where they can, you know, find you on websites, um, all your social media tags and whatnot so they can get in touch with you. Yes. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Carmen Oling, and that's O-H-L-I-N-G. And my website, pretty easy too, CarmenOling.com. Um, if they want to start on like a, I have a, a little free thing if they want to start a morning routine. I like to say it's my five hacks to simplify your morning routine. They can grab that for free, CarmenOling.com forward slash intention. And download that and kind of get started on a journaling practice, which is one of the things that I, I teach and, and guide people on. It's really helped me become more self-aware and take responsibility for my life and really move in the direction that I want to go. And I show up all the time and I want to chat with people. So if some, I want to hear like people's takeaways from this too. So they can DM me, like, let's have a conversation. I'm not just like the, I'm going to give you a heart emoji. You know, I'm like, mm, tell me about your dreams. So like, I want to have a conversation for sure with people. That's awesome. Oh man, Carmen, you are so much fun. And uh, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and presenting with you on your women's um, events. We'll talk about that off the air. And uh, the two fit crazies are huge fans of yours. So please keep in touch. Let us know. And uh, listeners, Carmen Oling, reach out to her. Carmen, thank you. Thanks so much, Carmen. All right, everybody. With that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.